Welcome to the Salty Investors episode number 35. It is Friday, June 9th, (laughs) yeah, 2023. And uh, how are you on this fine day, Tim? Yeah, fairly good. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Beautiful day. Um, Straight after this, I'm going for a walk just to clear the head because I've got to get all this crap out of my head that we're going to talk about. And so, you know, why don't you lead us off, Tim? Lead us off with the salt for this week. What do you got? Um. Like, it's a little bit old, but, you know, it's still ongoing. You see all these people who have got taken out loans, hex loans, you know, for the oh, last you, you know, 20 or 30 years. There's been no inflation. There's basically no interest on these loans, you know, and all these people buy houses, cars, go on expensive holidays, pay the minimum on their hex loans. And mm. all of a sudden, inflation pops up and they're inflation adjusted. And now they're complaining that <laughs> yeah, they have to pay more. It's all resetting yep. at 7% inflation. Well, you had your chance. You know, yep. you could have paid it off early. You know, you've used the service, pay it back. You know, it seems like you're a little yep. bit entitled here to a free education. You know, you've got a, a great education. Pay back the government, you pricks. Like, yep. So I don't know why all these people feel like they're entitled and they don't have to pay for their education. And now it's coming home to right. roost. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? In 2001, when I quit my job and went overseas to work for a pittance, um, I had still had hex debt. And with the last remaining bit of money I had, I paid it down off. People <laughs> told me not, people told me, oh, don't, you don't have to do that. Don't worry about it. It's not going to, you know. And it, to this day, I think it's one of the best things I did. I never had to worry about it. It was peace of mind, you know. Yep. Um, just paid it off. And yeah, I went overseas with very little money, but mm-hmm. it was fine, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, I did decision. the same. You know, the first half decent job I had wasn't earning great money, mm. but you know, like, mm. you know, pay off your debts. Like, <laughs> get that debt. Get rid of that debt. Clear yeah. that debt. And all these people started to get tricky. You know, I'll, you know, I can invest in the market. You know, I can you know put on my <laughs> money into my house and all this sort of stuff and. You know, they still haven't paid off 20 years later. They're still holding on to the hex deck. I mean, you know, and they're going on these. Oh, I just can't believe it. But yeah. yeah. What are you salty about this week? Uh, well, no surprise. It's just the same uh, as last week, really. Um, I So I feel compelled to defend friend of the show, Phil Lowe, again, who made some common sense points after raising interest rates for the 12th time in 13 months. Mm-hmm. Good old Phil suggested that people may want to cut their expenses or try to pick up a few more hours of work to deal with the cost of living, including obviously higher mortgage payments, which naturally sent the Twitterati into a frenzy. People claiming, I already work 40 hours a week and so does my husband. Um, You know, now most Australians, of course, already know this and they are making adjustments because they have to. And as we'll see later, that is showing up in the retail numbers. I mean, it, it is here. It has arrived. And uh, But there is a there is a contradiction here because the truth is Phil would like to see the unemployment rate tick up um, while suggesting people take on more hours. But that's just a reminder that there are no solutions here. There are only trade-offs. There are going to be winners and losers. Act accordingly. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the pause looks like it again, not looking good. <laughs> the pause are filled in, so I don't yeah. know. All the but other I mean, um, yeah, I guess, well, let's just get straight into that, shall we? Because um, I did include some of Phil's comments from the statement, which, you know, these statements are uh, very boring. 
Um, there we go. I mean, look, I, I still look at this chart and go, so? I mean, don't, don't you look at this chart and go, yeah, look, we're back to where we were, you know, just before, you know, just after the financial crisis. Yep. 4.1% is historically low. I'd like people to get this through their head, you know. Mm -hmm. Like that woman the other week on Q&A, oh, my friend's mortgage is 7%. 7%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but um, oh, sorry. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I include that. I didn't include um, Phil's comments. Oh. Phil's comments. Nah. Whoa. Oh yes, I did. Oh, they're underneath. What, what was I doing? Oh. Down the bottom. Um, some further tightening of monetary policy may be required to ensure inflation returns to target in a reasonable time frame. So, more rate rises not ruled out. Doesn't mean they will be not ruled mm -hmm. out, but that'll depend on you know incoming data. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, you know, and again, the last sentence, the board remains resolute in its determination to return inflation to target and will do what's necessary. So they're not off the table. I mean, I did see someone, some mob come out and say they think that they might get to 4.8%, um, which, but I mean, you know, you and I, so we never, like, I don't think we ever said what the rate should be. We kept saying, look, inflation seven, we've got to get up, we've got to get, Somewhere inflation near doesn't come down until the, the 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 cash rate gets above inflation. Yep. We were nowhere near it. But yeah, I mean, I was. I thought I didn't think they'd go any higher than three. I didn't think Phil had the balls, but he's proved me wrong. Yeah, I thought between two and three would be the you know the top mm. limit of this. You know, the ceiling. So yeah, you know, um, yeah, I just thought the economy couldn't handle it, but we're still chugging along pretty good for where we are. Like yeah. we're in a four number now. So um, yeah. Yeah, and house yeah. prices still going up. So. Yeah, well, I mean you, that that's the that's the sort of balancer here, which is it, you're injecting a record number of people into the country. They've got to live somewhere. They've got to have couches and TVs, and um, they're going to buy food. Um, you know, Woolies and Coles will be fine. Yeah, no problem. People can trade down, but they're going to they're going to put the volume through those places. Mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, I just I threw this in as well because we had GDP out. Yep. Um, GDP per capita in the quarter was down. So GD, you know, GDP is output. GDP per capita is per person, which is general. It's, it's a broad uh, measure for general standard of living. Yeah, it's gone backwards. Oh, what a surprise! If you inject loads of people into the country at the same time, you're raising interest rates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Living standards might go backwards. That's a that's a good argument for why you should probably put um, a bit of a cap on immigration instead yeah, yeah. of just at least temporary. Like until things improve, you know. Like it's even the GDT number isn't too good. Like, like no, no, it's two year over year two point three. That's anemic, really. Yeah, it's pretty anemic. For some, um, you know, we have still got iron ore, coal. We don't have to do anything. We just dig holes out of the ground and sh ship it overseas. Well, imagine <laughs> if we hadn't had that tailwind in the last 12 months. You know? Holy um, hell. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, Which is strange because they're the only things that are working for us, and yet those are the same things that all the progressives want to tax the shit out of. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, Because at the end of the day, they only ever have one uh, one solution. Take money from those that have it and you know distribute it around. Don't grow the pie. Well, maybe the pie. maybe they're thinking long term and they want to help Brazil out more than the Australians. 
You know, if you, <laughs> you up our taxes here, the Brazilian population would be oh, a lot I, better. I think you're giving them, them, too, them too much credit because that, that's that sort of second-order thinking. And I oh, think okay. <laughs> yeah. But they need um, it more than us, so sure, no, we'll, we'll leave it. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But, um, so this is from Deloitte. Um, the retail recession has arrived, Tim. Oh. Um, it has arrived. Uh, so retail turnover fell for the second quarter in a row. I mean, mm. that, and that doesn't happen very often. Retail sales overall, because obviously that includes food, not just discretionary retail. Um, you know, and if you've got a growing population, retail yeah. sales very rarely goes backwards, but yeah. Um, yeah. As the like said, it's not a surprise, high inflation, rising interest rates, eroding purchasing power. So it's um, not, not unexpected, but, yeah, I mean, we've been sort of, I, you know, we've I felt like sort of maybe I was off in dreamland for the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, I thought, as we said before, I thought we were going to hear this sort of stuff late last year. Yeah. Um, it's taken this long, but it's finally here. And just to, like, we talked about Dusk two weeks ago. We talked about, um, did we talk about Adairs last week? Uh, maybe we didn't, maybe we did, maybe you and I talked about it offline, but, um, so I included the dusk dusk there, um, their EBIT, their EBIT was cut from, um, uh, well, they didn't actually, they didn't actually give you, um, previous guidance. I don't think they had previous guidance, but anyway, they, EBIT was 26 mil last year. It's going to be 16 to 17. So, I mean, what's, what's that? 40, 35, 40% reduction in EBIT. Adairs came out last week. Um, You can see down there updated guidance for FY23. Sales were going to be 625 to 665. Now it's going to be below the bottom end of that range. EBIT's going to be cut from, say, 75 to about 63. You know, so that's a good... 20% 20% knockdown mm-hmm. um, and they've reduced their CapEx slightly, you know, and, and you, you'll see the same comments here. Um, impact of rising interest rates and higher cost of living has created more subdued trading environment since April, lower traffic observed both in stores and online. So mm-hmm. online is not your savior. Okay. You know, uh, how, how good are they at guidance? Like, are they pretty much on the money, you know, normally? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. you know. Well, like, see, see, so. see. I, I think that guidance would be pretty. See, see the the band there, like the yep. group E, but it's pretty narrow, and that's because there's only four weeks left in the tra- in the year. Because uh-huh. this this uh-huh. this went up to the end of May, basically, okay. right? So there's only four weeks left in the end of the year, and it, and in fact, this is these numbers aren't that important. It's what what what's the next year going to be like? Because yes. if Phil keeps the pedal on the metal, and and. Look, even if he goes on pause, mm. if people are pulling back now with things on pause, um, things are probably going to get worse. So, I mean, it, so actually, it'll last year when I was saying look out for the comments in the AGMs, it'll actually be this year that the AGMs will be really uh-huh. important, right? Because uh-huh. uh, last year they they were sort of saying, yeah, everything's fine, yep. it's all clear, we've had a good yeah, good, um, but uh, here good we Christmas. Go. Even Christmas yeah. is great. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I include a couple more. So um, top one is best and less. Um, okay. So they're they're forecasting NPAT of between ten and twelve mil, and it was eighteen to twenty. So that's you know that's another forty percent cut there, mm-hmm. uh, or more. And 
Baby Bunting was interesting because um, they have uh, this promotional event in May and um, uh, they said the sales have been unprecedentedly low. It's a, it's a mother's cause it's, cause it's okay. baby bunting baby stuff. So it's a mother's day promotion that they always have every year. Okay. Um, comparable store sales down around 20%, negative 20%, 21%. I mean, that's, that's big. Um, so they expect sales been the range 500 mil, um, comparable store sales to be negative four to 5% for the year. But I mean, mm -hmm. that, the important part is comparables are down 20% now. So that's, you know, cause that four to 5% for the year includes the first half, yeah. which was good. Which yeah, was yeah. a good half. Yep. So, yeah. So again, the, when the, when the results come out, these, all these guys are going to report in August. Okay. Um, you know, you're going to, be reading the commentary there and look for guidance see how many, see how many are actually going to give guidance see how many are going to pull guidance you know see how many i mean they, there's going to be dividend cuts everywhere here yep um <laughs> that scares australians dividend cuts oh yeah. no the world's coming down you know yeah i need money and, coming uh, to my um, pocket every week <laughs> every month you know <laughs> uh, well yeah um so as they said as june delivers a larger proportion of the company's profit um, continuation of the current trend will have a significant impact on the company's full year result. And look there, they're forecasting MPAT of 13 to 15 mil mm -hmm. uh, down from 21 to 24. That was their previous guidance. So look how quickly that comes down. You know, mm -hmm. that was their previous guidance. Um, and that's been smashed down by what 40% as well. Um, so it doesn't take, doesn't take long. No. Well, to be nasty. <laughs> Has taken long for people who've been waiting, yes, but <laughs> yeah, it's been taking long for us. I've uh, been talking about it for six months or more. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's finally starting to bite, and so you know, it goes back to um, Phil's comments. I mean, most people don't need to hear Phil Lowe say, um, "Cut your expenses." They are, yep, because <laughs> they're not idiots. They can see what's happening. That's right. Um, I just pulled this one out. This is a sort of a recession watch. Okay. Um, Another US one. <laughs> data. Yeah. So ISM services plus. So this is basically new new orders. You know, the ISM is the Institute of Supply Management. Um, and this is the services and manufacturing new orders together plus the backlog minus the inventories. You see where the chart is there, the last. Um, so in two, you see the one in 2000 where it dipped below the red line. Yep. That's actually, that was uh, not a recession. Didn't get the recession until 2001. Mm -hmm. The recession was in, by American standards, um, remember we didn't have one, but that was the tech wreck aftermath. And it was pretty, um, yeah, pretty mild, only yeah. lasted about six months. And basically when 9-11 came along, it was pretty much over, even though people, there was some panic after that. It was pretty much mm -hmm. over. Um, and that's because the tech rec to a large extent was just an equity bubble. There wasn't a lot of debt involved and it was pretty, mm -hmm. you know, most of the rest of the market was pretty well valued. Um, yep. It wasn't expensive. It was a real bubble. Um, obviously the 08, you know, new orders fell off a cliff. We mm -hmm. got that again in the pandemic and now we're down into areas which, uh, you know, close to recessionary. And of course, 
The big problem here is, Tim, you've got 25 years of data and you've got four data points. And so you can't really draw any conclusions uh-huh. hard and fast. But I mean, just, suffice to say that new orders being that low at least suggests a fair bit of weakness in the US economy. Because, I, I mean, you, you can now see in Australia things rolling over, uh, I think, at least on the retail side. You know? Yep. Um, US has been more resilient, I think, than anyone thought, pretty much. Um, so they were, they, you know, but, it's but, starting to bite. So they're not accounting for inventories because I'm seeing a lot of, you know, balance, you know, and they got heaps of inventory like, because everyone in the pandemic, you know, they stocked up and they put a lot <clears> more, holding yeah. a lot more stock. And so it's not really that. They're just rolling mm. off those inventories. So this is minus the inventories. So it shouldn't be taken yep. into account what they've got yep. on their books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think that, I mean the the measure is consistent over time, so it you know I still think it it shows weakness, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the as far as new orders are going, so I mean it it, it reflects a demand issue, mm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, moving on. Oh, that was me. That's me done. Oh, good. Now I don't. I have to shut up. And stop talking. What do we got for us this week, Tim? Yeah. Well. Took the cat in for a ficking checkup at the vet, and like every time I go into the vet, I check this company out. It's IDEX Laboratories. So, as we know from Terry Smith, you know, a dog or a cat now is like a full family member. So, <laughs> you know, they're expensive to look after. You know, yep. they need all the ficking blood checks and all that sort of stuff. And you know, see, they're all going well because you can't let them pass anymore. They're a full family member. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they, so, they, they, that's because, and that, that means that the pets are just living a lot longer on average, aren't they? Because we're treating them like your granddad or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, our cat's 20 years old, to give you an example. So, yeah. we have to go to go to the vet just for a checkup now, not like waiting for something to happen or whatever. <laughs> just check up the old vet's doing all right. But, um, yeah, so every time I go in there, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I'll have a quick look at the price of this and see how it's going. And, have they switched out to something else? I'm like, yeah, you basically know that they can't switch out. You know, they've been using this stuff for decades. This same adult, you know, this equipment. Um, mm-hmm. They make a packet on it because you know they charge you one hundred and fifty dollars for a, a test, and it costs them, you know, twenty or thirty bucks out the back. You know, <laughs> and yeah, and so this company, you know, supplies all that, supplies all the consumables that go with it. Um, mm. And you can just look at the, the numbers here, you know, like they're buying back shares and the things that scares that you. That return is, on invested capital. <laughs> yeah, it's out of this park, you know, like mm. how do you get a 40s? Like this is solid 40s, you know, like mm. solid 40s return on invested capital. Like, this is like in the MasterCard Visa type category of just yeah. printing money that no one, you know, can sort of, eat into their mon- you know their margins here you know like 60 percent you know you're even getting 30 percent operating margins mm. so <clears throat> but you look at the price of it and like this is just yeah. insane like you're paying over 50 times it's it's, it's, it's a problem this is this eternal problem with quality stocks what do you you know you're never going to get the price you want yeah, so, you know, you told me last week, you know, you should be holding your nose a little bit on some of these. You know, you really love them. You really understand them. They're going to be yeah. here in 10 years. Like, I've been looking back 10 years, and they're still here, and they're going to be here in another 10 years. There's no way the vets are going to switch over to some other system. Um, mm. 
it has got a bit of debt. So if you flick over to the next slide, it's got no dividend. Interest coverage is 21, you know, you can expect. Yeah, well, well um, you don't want them to be paying dividends if they're getting 40, 40% return on invested capital, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is, comes to the debt question here as well. You know, your net debt is 1.3, you know, um, your free cash flow is only, you know, half a billion, but you're not paying yeah. any dividend. Like, yeah. so you just, you could pay that off, you know, quite easily and... Um, but you'd want them. So they did. Did you'd they buy something on in the last? Yeah. Did they buy something in twenty two? Because they added four hundred million in debt. Did they? Yeah. So, so you see from the, um, at the top here. I think we've got the. You can sort of see from the, um, the cash flow. I oh, know I did the um, the balance sheet. I oh, know. Um. Yeah. So their working capital has changed. So I think inventories have gone up a whole heap. I know inventories aren't oh. too bad. Um, yeah, but something happened in there. I don't know what they purchased, but I think that was accounts payable or something like that that they didn't change. But yeah, I've forgotten now <laughs> what what was the change. But obviously they've taken on a fair bit of debt, um, mm. jumped up a whole heap. But they can easily service that. There's no problem there. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I'll put another slide on. This is um, this is Cofin. So basically, it looks at over the past ten years. You can do it for twenty years as well if you want. What's the PE right. like? Where does the PE currently yeah. sitting at forty five? Um, yep. You know, so where does that fit in the history of it? You know, it's about yep. halfway. You know, so it's not hugely expensive by historical standards, but like this is still. You know, the price to free cash flow, it's in the upper quadrant there in the 84. So yeah. I don't know. I just hope, you know, when do you get opportunity? Like, how do you buy this thing? How? <laughs> when do you buy it? Like, uh, how could you yeah. possibly buy this thing? Like, well, that's the thing about last year. There wasn't really a panic, was there? Last year was just a slow grind down and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, what you really want to see is a panic where everything gets sold off because everyone's just shooting themselves. Get me out of equities. You know, everyone's trying to get out the door at the same time. We never really got that. No. That happens like once a decade, but, you know, like mm. you sort of. But how Maybe do you buy COVID it? was it because that was yeah. a panic where everything did uh -huh. sell off, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you, these things, it just seem impossible to buy, but you can see why they're so highly valued. And I, yeah. you know, the question I keep asking myself, am I being too cheap? You know, should mm -hmm. I, should I buy some of this stuff? Um, obviously I don't, you know, I'm not as sophisticated as Terry Smith or you know, Chris Holland or something yeah. like that, but yeah, maybe I should be, you know, thinking about these a little bit more, but you know, if something does crash, something seriously has gone wrong here. Like, you know, uh, what, what, um, what did you say this? Where does this program come from? Because I think that's pretty useful to look yeah, at. Yeah, it's, um, it's a website called Cofin, and it's like yep. there's percent, uh, percentage rank. I've always yeah. looked one of this for years and years, and the Chinese have had mm. it in all their um, stock analysis software. Um, right. And it's just really handy to give you a quick, oh, yeah, like if you've still got so, a bit of a value mindset, you know, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when it says price earnings, uh, just say, just take the top one, this mm -hmm. 91 over here, does that mean it's in the top, like 90, 
yep. richest ninety richest valuations. Yep. Yeah. In the whole so, S and P five hundred, I think it is. So, Jesus. and then so one back is it is the sector it's in the United States healthcare sector, and it's in the top. It's still expensive relative to, to its peers, yep. which you can understand to some extent. But this just creates the eternal dilemma of what do you pay for it, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you know th- this is. You know, this is top shelf stuff. Like, yeah. like you try and get something, not paying a dividend and getting return on invested capitals in the 40s. Like, yeah. that is insane. Like, mm. um, and it's got a huge tailwind of animals, you know, companion animals, people having mm. less children. This isn't going to change. Um, even mm. if we get a recession, people are going to still, you know, spend money on their animals. It's going to probably get a hit here. But yeah. It's not going to be as bad as what you think. Um, what about aren't, aren't the environmentalists going to come for it? Because you know they want to depopulate the earth. They want you to eat bugs instead of cows, so we can destroy all the livestock. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to want to start culling pets too, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's maybe on the cards somewhere along the line. <laughs> but a few people might fight against that a little bit when they don't have any children yeah. and all they got is pets. You know, like yeah. Well, people people like their pets more than their children. So, which is under, understandable. Might um, turn a few people away from the environmental movement. You start saying stuff against pets. You know that's a pretty sacred cow nowadays. Like you can't be going too far in that environmental direction. I think you'd be yeah. eating your base there a little bit. But yeah, yeah. So that's the question. I'm, you know, just I know what quality is, and this is it. Yeah. Like this is in the Mastercard Visa category. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it does feel like there's a strong tailwind with this stuff that that people's uh caring about pets is going to um it's not going to go away any time soon no <clears throat> it's no. just if we do have a recession some people might have to take the the hard red pill and say no i can't afford four thousand dollars to fix the cat i will put him down you yes. know okay. like but before you remember when the vet used to just ring you up and go oh someone hit your dog and it's here at the vet now, and we want to know if you want to spend five hundred dollars to save his life. And you go, nah, just put him down. That was the, that was like you know thirty years ago. That but it's not that long discussion. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, changed totally now. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah. But I think there will be a hiccup here, but will be a hiccup enough to hit their earnings because it's got to hit their earnings mm-hmm. for at least two quarters before people go, oh. Like this isn't a great quality company, you know. Like the earnings are going down, but this thing just keeps printing cash, yeah. you know. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's a, the hard one. I'm trying to, but I'm just sick of going into the vet each freaking six to twelve yeah. months and seeing the price never changes, you know. Well, there is an alternative. There is an alternative, Tim. What's that? Uh, well, you know, make the hard choice, as Phil Lowe suggested. You know, make the hard choice, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm trying to make that decision. It's just hard being a tight ass for your whole life, and you know, paying up for something. That's all. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. no. Uh, well, there you have it again, folks. Um, Tim's brought another one to the table. That's really high quality, and um, we will see you next week for another one. <laughs>